Hey there, this is <clears throat> voice cracking. There we go. Hey there, this is It's All Good, a Block Club Chicago podcast. I'm your host, John Hansen, and this is episode 71, helping Chicago's unhoused community get through the winter. But I want to let you in on some big news before we start the episode. Block Club Chicago has launched a new podcast. Yes, our second one is called The Ballot. And this is in conjunction with all sorts of great election coverage we have at the website. I hope you've gone to blockclubchicago.org to see it. And right there at The Ballot, we aim to be your campaign headquarters kind of your one-stop shop for all things Chicago elections. So at the website, you can see roundups of all 50 aldermanic races. We've got a breakdown of the mayor's race, each of the candidates' positions. We've got guides to help you find out how to vote. So there's a lot of great stuff there. And so what will the ballot podcast be? Well, here's a little trailer. Coming soon, The Ballot, a Block Club Chicago podcast. All of us here in city government are working together every day to make sure that the city of Chicago is the safest big city in the nation. And it is very obvious as we sit here today and stand here today that there is a real tale, a tale of two cities, where my students were living on couches while cranes were being erected to build the new high rises around them. Mark my words. My values and my commitment to build a better, more inclusive Chicago has never wavered. The city's declining population is due to a variety of factors. Number one, the fact that there hasn't been stability in terms of schools. Number two, uh, the crime rate. Third, economic development in the city has been largely very uneven. A conversation with candidates, reporters, and newsmakers about Chicago's elections. The Ballot, a Block Club Chicago podcast. Chicago's election headquarters. So we don't really have a set schedule yet on when episodes will drop, but it will be frequently over the next couple of months. Of course, we have the first round on February 28th, and I still can't say February very well, but it's on the 28th of this month. And if uh, in an aldermanic race or the mayor's race, no one gets 50% plus one, I think you know it goes to a runoff, which will be in early April. So we'll be posting a lot through then and beyond. So we already have a couple one-on-one candidate interviews up. You can go listen to Jamal Green and Cam Buckner. We've got more on the schedule too soon. We'll also have episodes dedicated to interesting aldermanic races, important issues, campaign financing, lots of great stuff too. If you're a political wonk, this podcast could be for you. Or if you just want to figure out who to vote for, it's a great place uh, to learn some stuff about the candidates as well. So subscribe to The Ballot, a Block Club Chicago podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can visit blockclubchicago.org for more great election coverage. Okay, so this week, I'm sure you've noticed, Chicago has been encountering our coldest weather of the season. Temperatures below zero, wind chills far below zero. And it got me thinking about a couple interviews I've done for our TV show on the block that we haven't yet aired here on the podcast. So I've chatted with three different folks from very different backgrounds and experiences. Two of them are Chicagoans that are doing their best to help Chicagoans experiencing homelessness and one gentleman who lives on Chicago's streets. So the first of these three interviews is with Kenneth Purnell. I chatted with him 
in the On The Block studios about his organization's superheroes. Take a listen. A cup of hot soup can feel like a big hug, especially on a cold day. Chicago chef Ken Parnell and his band of superheroes serve up five gallons worth of hugs at CTA Stop. In his mission to help serve others who are down on their luck, Ken is here to share more about his incredible story and all he does. Ken, thanks for hopping on the program with us today. Oh, thanks for having me here. Where did it start? I know you're a chef, but what makes you determined to help out other people in need? Uh, I'm a chef, and as you know, during the pandemic, I lost my job, um, and I fell on hard times. You know, mm -hmm. um, I was, uh, I'm a chef, and I was, kind of struggling with uh, alcoholic addiction mm -hmm. and I, I reached a stranger helped me help me get sober and when I got sober I wanted to give back so I started superheroes and right. I started feeding the homeless the stranger helped you you wanted to pay it forward how yeah. do you make the determination exactly how to do it right because I mean there's a lot of unhoused people in our city all over the place what made you start uh, where you started the Forest Park Blue Line stop well it started on the west side of Chicago um, me and my mother uh, we we started with just making bag lunches for the homeless living on Chicago and Sacramento. And we met other people doing the same thing. And you know, just like with any other thing, anything else, we met people, they showed us a different way and it grew, it grew. Before you know it, I met um, a guy named Stefan from Night Ministries and I told him my idea of making soup, taking it on the CTA in the wintertime. And he said, hey, we're gonna take street medicine on the CTA. Long story short, we collaborated in October of 2020, we started and haven't looked back. And I know that you have other heroes along with you that make yeah. up the superheroes, people that oh, yeah. volunteer to make those five jugs of, or five gallon jugs of soup, right? Yeah, so when I started, um, it was only me, okay, making this soup. <laughs> yeah. And I was enrolled at DePaul, I was working full time, church, you know, I had a full roster. So um, I, on social media, somebody reached out and said, hey, you know, can I help, can I make soup? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Right. And uh, I created Sign Up Genius, and they, they, we went. They, they signed up to make soup. And the way it works, um, if you sign up to make soup, um, you would make the soup the day of. I would bring a five-gallon jug, a Gatorade jug, to your house. You would fill it with soup, and I would take it out to the street and distribute it. That's amazing. I imagine you've had some important interactions with folks. I think a lot of times we pass by people all the time. We say, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. But you're doing something, and I imagine you've learned a lot from folks that are experiencing this. Wow. Um, it's so many stories. I've learned a lot about people. Um, I've, I've also learned not to judge as fast. Uh, I learned a lot of good things. I, I say, you know, I help them, but helping them helps me. Mm -hmm. You know, um, these people on the street, um, before I would look at them and want to walk away from them. But now, you know, hearing their stories, they, they, they share some of the same problems we have, some of the same, they have some of the same joy, some of the things, the same love. And getting to know them as people and not just the homeless, mm -hmm. it's a big thing. Do you think they're really misunderstood by a lot of people? Yes, it's a, it's a lot of misconceptions about the homeless, you know, um, that they're that they're crazy, that they're this or that. I don't want to get into any name calling, right. but you know, they look down on the homeless, but the homeless, is, is, they're being misjudged mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, you mentioned your battle with sobriety and how yeah. volunteering has kind of helped you through that. Yeah. Has that been a guiding force for you too? Oh yes, yes. Um, when I started feeding the homeless, I, you know, I, as long as I was feeding the homeless, I didn't pick up a drink. And why reinvent the wheel? You know, it 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 took me through my entire sobriety. Right. And we got a cold winter coming up, I imagine. I imagine yes. you're ramping up to help because I imagine during the winter it's it's as tough as it gets. Oh yeah, the, the winter. You know, Chicago winter can be brutal. 
So the soup is very important in the colder months. It's the soup, it's, um, it's not just soup. I don't just give out, here's your soup, go on. It's, it, we give out soup, socks, hats, water, scarves, coats, blankets, tents, you name it. Uh, I got a lot of help last year from Hope, Faith, and Charity in Wilmette. Um, it's a mm -hmm. women's group. They help a lot. And um, I get a lot of help from a lot of people in Chicago. Um, a lady named Beth from DePaul, she did a sock drive for me. Socks and water are like gold on the street. Right. A lot of people don't realize those two things, um, your feet is warm, your body's warm. Yeah, and of course the soup helps too. Yep. And you need help as well. So we want people to gear up and help to volunteer. The website is superheroesshy.org and Kenneth is just a great guy. He's doing incredible work. Sign up, you can make some soup, you can volunteer, you can donate to help the cause. It'll make a huge difference. Another Chicago in helping our unhoused community is Andy Robledo. He lives in Pilsen, and during the pandemic, he actually started this plants delivery company, which sounds great in and of itself. It's called Plants Delivered Chicago. But in the past few months, he's been really become an advocate for the folks experiencing homelessness, and he's actually raised a lot of money, and he's buying and setting up these bright orange ice fishing tents for people and they retain heat better. They cost about 350 bucks. They're just higher quality and a better option for what many people have right now. So he drives around in his 1974 blue Ford pickup to deliver them and set them up and, and give them to people. And I chatted with him one morning. We were at the intersection of Clinton, Fulton and Milwaukee. It's right by the Metro tracks and kind of the river West neighborhood, I guess you say, to talk about the tents and why he does what he does. So they're made for being out in extreme conditions. Um, so they withstand uh, winds, high winds, cold temperatures, uh, a lot better than like the typical summer fishing or summer tents that you see out here. Right. Um, you see there's actually one right next to one of the ice fishing tents there. Um, and uh, and they hold heat. Most most importantly, they hold heat in the in the winter. Why is this important to you? I mean, you run a plants delivered company. <laughs> Where did this get on your radar? Yeah, so I think it really started uh, when I quit drinking. So when I found sobriety, um, I was looking for something something more, like more out of life than just going to nice restaurants and, you know, uh, amassing uh, personal wealth. Um, and when I found sobriety, I found the gift that it gave. I found this new life um, and I found philanthropy and giving back. Um, but after a while, giving money wasn't just enough. Like raising money through my nonprofit wasn't, or through my uh, company wasn't enough. Um, and I wanted to get involved with the actual work. All right. um, yeah, and I, I see myself in, in a lot of the folks out here who are also struggling with uh, similar issues. So after some back and forth with the city, Andy says, by the way, they were trying to remove the tents. City officials say they were just informing residents with signs saying that they were going to clean up the area. But it was this big back and forth a couple months ago. Andy now says that city officials have kind of backed off clearing these tents out, uh, but he still continues to put them up where he can. And when I was out with Andy, I wanted to chat with someone who was living in one of his tents that they had just set up. And I got to meet and chat with Corey. I know you had some health issues recently, right? I did. I had uh, two heart surgeries and then uh, a leg surgery for an aneurysm I had. What do you think about the, the bigger tents here? Are, are they helping out a little bit? I think it's amazing. I mean, it gives a person a place of their own, you know, to call their own home not just the tent, you know, because, and I think people have like a different view on it because it, it, it's it's a place compared to a tent. You know, they could bear with the tent because it was just a tent. Now we have a place, you know, and, and I don't think a lot of people um, 
can fathom that understanding, you yep. know. Have you been relocated by the city before? Yes. What's that like? Um, it, it was unreal. It was unreal, you know, having to be told to go somewhere else after my belongings were taken. Um, it, it's, it's nothing you can understand or, or really explain, yeah. you know. Because I imagine that, you know, well, it may not be the perfect circumstances, having a place is really important. It's a lot of dignity, and for that to be stripped away is without jarring. A without a doubt. I mean, you, you get all these things, um, and then one all, all, all of a sudden, one day, they're just all taken, and you're told to go somewhere else. You know, that's not, that's not humanity to me. Um, I don't feel, you know, some of the people community are very supportive. They're very supportive. I can't speak highly enough of that. You have people that stop by here every night and, and you know, make sure we have food and water. And, but there's others that they avoid walking on the sidewalk. They'll walk in the street just to avoid walking by the tents. Like they're gonna get snatched up or something, you know. It's it's kind of kind of disrespectful. So that was Corey, and again, uh, he's obviously experiencing a lot of stuff right now, and uh, we appreciate him giving us a little of his time and sharing those experiences. And if you want to help out with Andy in these bright orange tents to to give to people like Corey, you can check out Andy's business's website, PlantsDeliveredChicago.com. Check out the business. It's a cool story in and of itself. And there's links to his organization, Feeding People Through Plants, and there's ways to help out there as well. And you can catch On the Block, our TV show Thursday nights on the U at 7 p.m., Saturdays at 10 a.m. on CW26, and also on that same channel, Sundays at 6.30 p.m. If you don't know where those channels are, there's a helpful guide if you go to CW26Chicago.com. Block Club Chicago is also on the radio, WGN, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday mornings on the Bob Surratt Morning Show. Here's a recent appearance by co-founder Seamus Toomey. Right now, it's extremely local news time, and Seamus Toomey joining us from Block Club Chicago with the word on what is going on in Lakeview with that CTA Brown Line flyover. Good morning, Seamus. You know, this is something we've been following for about a year now, um, the CTA flyover, which takes the Brown Line over the red and purple lines uh, just north of Belmont. Huge project. Uh, it was in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, it had finished last year, but some of the riders started noticing that pieces of concrete had started to fall off the facade of the thing onto the, uh, potentially onto the street below. Everyone went to social media and started posting pictures of it and, and warning people about it. Um, the CTA just uh, told us that they've had the contractor come out now and repair all of it. It has been completely fixed after um, uh, about a, a couple months worth of work. Um, what what it turns out, it was it was they assured people that it was mostly cosmetic. The uh, uh, some of the PVC pipes in there would expand and crack the concrete outside. Um, but it was really alarming to look at because all you could see was this exposed rebar and PVC pipes over your heads uh, on this brand new structure. But uh, CTA says, uh, relax, it's okay, it's been fixed, and, and, and no one got hurt or anything like that. But it was, uh, it, it was alarming to see if you, if you live or walk beneath this thing in the Lakeview neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Uh, let's talk about uh, an honor 
to an exceptional teacher. Uh, this this person deserves a shout out for sure. Yeah, this is uh, this is great. Uh, the the Grammys are this Sunday. Uh, lots of uh, Chicagoans being represented. Uh, one in particular, uh, choir music uh, choir teacher Trevor Nicholas from Sen High School was nominated for the t- uh, 2023 Grammy. Uh, music Educator Award. Um, he's up against uh, 10 other people. There's nominations from uh, thousands of teachers all over the country, and they whittled it down to these 10. Um, uh, Trevor is just a huge uh, student favorite at Sen. Um, he teaches the, the, the choir class, and uh, you know he, he literally helps students find their voice and find their path, and uh, is really He's really just been a mentor to so many students. So uh, we're, we're wishing the best for, for Trevor Nicholas of Sen High School. He finds out uh, right before the show, uh, they'll, they'll announce it. And uh, what's at stake besides the bragging rights, he would get a $10,000 honorarium and another $10,000 would go straight to uh, Sen for their music program. So, so good, good luck to Mr. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and with teachers, no matter how old you are, it's always uh, Mr. or Ms., isn't it? That's, exactly. That's, that's exactly. how we do it. <laughs> Tulip time on the south side. And uh, this is a fun story. Yeah, this is nice. This is uh, there's a good. Um, a place down on the south side in the Englewood neighborhood called the Chicago Eco House. It's a nonprofit. Um, it's part of just a, a broader uh, neighborhood uh, project going on. But what this place does is they grow uh, a bunch of different flowers and run a flower shop for for neighborhood um, young people that they can go and they can get these and they can sell them in the neighborhood. Um, Southside Blooms is the name of the place at 6250 South Morgan Street. And what's interesting this year is they've uh, undertaken a huge tulip growing uh, program where they've got 18,000 tulips growing in the basement of the Chicago Eco House. And it's really it's really a sight to see um, down there because They've got a. They've figured out a way to simulate uh, what a tulip would go through uh, in spring. They keep the temperatures about 40 or 50 uh, for a couple months, which sounds actually balmy right now. Um, mm-hmm. And then they they ease them into blue and, and red lights to uh, simulate the onset of spring. And sure enough, they've got uh, thousands and thousands of tulips that uh, now are available for, for sale at the. Southside Blooms and for um, for uh, local kids to sell and, and make a little money and um, uh, and and stay busy. So uh, cool program, Chicago Eco Shop and the Southside Blooms. If anyone's interested in reading more, it's all at BlockClubChicago.org. That reminds me, this is another good morning to find a nice, a warm, humid greenhouse and just walk around in there for a while. It's always uh, always a good wintertime trip, isn't it? I, yeah, I love going to the Garfield Park Conservatory and just pretending it, it's summer and we get lost <laughs> yeah. for, a, for a couple hours in there. It's, it's a wonderful place to hide. Seamus Toomey, thanks, sir. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day. And again, that's Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday mornings on WGN Radio 720 on your AM dial and WGNRadio.com. Okay, that'll do it for this episode of It's All Good. Rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. And a reminder, search and find our second podcast, The Ballot, a Block Club Chicago podcast. And rate, review, subscribe to that too. And as always, consider becoming a donor or subscriber to Block Club Chicago. We are a nonprofit newsroom. I know you've heard this a thousand times, uh, but our listeners, our viewers, our readers, 
You're all who make this all happen. We do this for you, and we are funded by you. So we appreciate every donation and becoming a subscriber. At the very least, sign up for the newsletter to get things started, to get more information in your uh, morning newsletter. It's really helpful stuff. We don't bother you all that much. It's just important neighborhood news, hyper-local stuff that you uh, are craving. All right, everyone. Until next time, I'm John Hanson, and we'll drop another pod on you next week.